Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into Late Bloomers by Rich Carlgaard, published in 2019. This insightful book challenges the prevailing cultural myth that early success is the only kind. It critically examines the societal obsession with early achievement and its detrimental impact on the well-being of young people. Carlgaard makes a compelling case for why maturing at your own pace and succeeding later in life are not just acceptable, but worth embracing and celebrating. As the publisher of Forbes magazine and an acclaimed journalist and entrepreneur, Rich Carlgaard brings a wealth of experience to the table. His successful foray into authorship includes works like Life 2.0, which found its way onto the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. Late Bloomers is an extension of his thoughtful perspective on personal growth and success, grounded in both research and personal narrative. This episode is for anyone feeling at odds with their current trajectory, be it in life or career, parents who worry about their children's developmental timelines, and recent graduates uncertain about their future. Late Bloomers reassures listeners that arriving at your potential does not have a set deadline, and it's perfectly fine to flourish on your own timetable. Join us as we explore how to recognize and nurture late-blooming talents in ourselves and others. And Late Bloomers The Power of Patience in a World Obsessed with Early Achievement Introduction Embracing Your Own Timeline Success Isn't Just for Wunderkinds Picture a world where success is measured not by the speed of your ascent, but by the richness of your journey. Where the tales of wonder kids who make their first million before they're out of their teens do not define the norm. This is the vision presented in Late Bloomers a refreshing narrative that challenges the social narrative of early rapid success. It's a manifesto for those who find their passions and achieve their goals on a different, often more winding path. Rich Kalgard knows firsthand the pressures of a society that celebrates youthful brilliance. At Stanford, he was far from the prodigy many might have expected to emerge. His post-university years weren't marked by rapid corporate ascension or entrepreneurial flair. Instead, it took time, a myriad of odd jobs and personal exploration, before Carlgaard launched a successful high-tech magazine and ascended to the role of publisher for Forbes. His story is a beacon for late bloomers everywhere, an assurance that it's okay if you haven't figured it all out just yet. In this exploration, we delve into the compelling reasons why late blooming is a natural and powerful path. We'll discuss how the modern obsession with early achievement not only diminishes the value of maturation, but can also take a toll on mental health. The narrative will pivot between personal anecdotes, scientific studies, and cultural measures of success to illustrate the diverse ways in which late bloomers can flourish. By journeying through this discussion, you'll grasp how our society's fixation on early success stories might be affecting the psychological well-being of our youth, the role culture plays in shaping our perceptions of achievement, and the benchmarks we set for ourselves and others, pragmatic strategies for navigating periods of stagnation and uncertainty, turning them into opportunities for growth. Buckle up as we embark on this insightful voyage reassuring you that no matter where you find yourself right now, your story of success is still being written, 
and it need not mirror anyone else's timeline. Part 1. When Wonder is Expected, the Pressure Cooker of Millennial Achievement In a not-so-distant past, Jonah Lehrer leapt into the spotlight as a poster child for precocity. In Los Angeles, where dreams are as high-flying as the city's palm trees, Lehrer's trajectory took flight with a prize-winning essay at just 15 years old. His intellect steered him towards neuroscience at Columbia University and spawned early career achievements that dovetailed impressively with literary prowess. By his early 30s, Lehrer had penned multiple books, hitting the coveted New York Times bestseller lists, epitomizing the dynamism of the millennial Wunderkind. The narrative of the Wunderkind has set the bar impossibly high for millennials. Lehrer's climb to success was meteoric, unfolding through a combination of intellectual brilliance and communicative flair, earning him astonishing speaking fees and the means to secure real estate befitting Hollywood's elite. This phenomenon of the early achiever, the Wunderkind, has become a societal archetype, the young marvel whose ascent to the apex of their field shatters time records and often coincides with wealth and global recognition. These gifted individuals possess a special talent, an innate ability to outshine in mathematics, technology, the arts, or benefit from family connections that clear their path towards greatness. In modern culture, wunderkins aren't just a rarity, they're celebrated with fervor. From Hollywood to recording studios, figures like Margot Robbie, Adam Driver, Beyonce, and musical prodigy Jacob Collier dominate the narrative. Media platforms have capitalized on this fascination, with esteemed publications like Forbes magazine rolling out their annual 30 under 30 inches list dedicated to young trailblazers. However, beneath this glorified veneer of youthful triumph lies a stark message that threatens the mental composure of an entire generation. The relentless pursuit of the Wunderkind ideal imposes a notion that real success must be claimed early. That by the age of 30, if you haven't revolutionized an industry, launched a billion-dollar venture, or earned a small fortune, you've somehow missed the mark. Yet, as we'll explore, such a homogenized benchmark for success is not only unrealistic but potentially harmful, overlooking the rich diversity in which individuals bloom and thrive. Part 2. The Mental Toll of Early Success When Aspirations Overwhelm Youth once upon a time, the American dream offered a vision where merit reigned over inheritance, creating a ladder to the stars for those whose talents shone the brightest. This dream, however, brought with it an unspoken clause, succeed early or risk being left behind. With the rise of a meritocratic society, an obsession with academic scores and institutional prestige gripped students, parents, and employers alike. Fast forward to today. The ritual of college entrance exams, like the SAT, consumes the lives of teenagers, their families investing fortunes, and their schedules into boosting their odds of acceptance into reputable institutions. The stakes are sky high, and the costs aren't just financial. Here lies the key concern. The pressure to achieve early is affecting young people's mental health. The test preparation market is booming, turning over nearly a billion dollars annually. 
tutors charge astronomical fees, with some like Anthony James Green of New York demanding as much as $1,000 per hour, highlighting the desperation baked into the college admissions race. This is a battleground where advantage is sought at all costs, sometimes at the expense of honesty and fairness. Amid this intense competitive atmosphere, young minds crumble under the weight of expectations. The World Health Organization reveals a haunting statistic. Depression has surged to become the foremost cause of suffering among adolescents. As a consequence, the chilling specter of suicide haunts increasingly more families. Consider the tragic series of student suicides at Gunn High School in Palo Alto. A grim symptom of the prevailing crisis. Over a year, three gifted students ended their lives, while dozens more grappled with suicidal thoughts severe enough to warrant hospitalization. Jean M. Twenge, an expert who has extensively studied teenage behaviors, pins this downturn in young people's mental well-being on a significant societal shift, from intrinsic goals towards extrinsic ones. Twink sees a culture that favors superficial benchmarks such as test results, high earnings, and physical attractiveness over the deeper and more fulfilling intrinsic objectives, which are centered around personal growth and contentment. This imbalance, where society lauds material and status-oriented achievements above personal development and happiness, puts the present generation of young minds in jeopardy. It begs the question, at what cost do we chase early success? And is it time to reassess the values we instill in our youth? Part three, your brain's timetable. Understanding the varied pace of maturity. Imagine being 25, a diploma in hand, but purpose still beyond your grasp. This was the author's reality directing traffic in a truck rental yard, while peers like Steve Jobs were busy crafting technological revolutions. The contrast could not have seemed starker. One man's potential seemingly untapped, the other on the brink of reshaping Silicon Valley and the world. The pivotal realization here is that young people progress at different rates, depending on when their brains mature. As the author navigated his late 20s, a cognitive renaissance unfurled within him. Newspapers replaced television news, and suddenly he saw business opportunities where before he'd only seen blank pages. It wasn't just a change of heart. It was as though his brain had finally jolted to life. But what sparked this intellectual revival? Science suggests that the bridge between adolescence and full-fledged adulthood spans well beyond the age of 18. Emerging research pegs the mid-twenties as the era when the brain's prefrontal cortex, the hub for executive functions like planning and reasoning, reaches its developmental zenith. The National Institute of Mental Health underpins this view, with its comprehensive study tracking the cognitive evolution of children into early adulthood. The verdict? The brain doesn't hit its prime until 25 or sometimes later, unraveling the notion that young people should or even could, peak early. This recognition of a staggered maturation process challenges the expectation that youth should display precocious cognitive brilliance. It's an expectation as unscientific as it is unrealistic, pushing children and adolescents toward a mirage of early success that their brains are not yet wired to pursue. What then should be the new paradigm? 
Perhaps it's time we cultivate an environment that nurtures patience, a philosophy that reassures children and young adults that it's not just okay but natural to bloom in their own time. After all, the journey to self-discovery and fulfillment isn't a sprint but a marathon. Sometimes the most enduring successes are those that take a little longer to sprout. Part 4. Emerging Adulthood. The Vital Chapter for Self-Discovery. Gone are the days when young adults would swiftly transition from school benches to the furnishing of their own households. The contemporary landscape of adulthood has morphed, with more and more individuals embracing a relaxed pace in their pursuit of education, financial autonomy, and family life. A long-standing national study has brought to light a striking evolution. Contemporary 25-year-olds are enmeshed in academia, at rates double that of their parents' generation. Even more telling, half of them still lean on parental support, a clear departure from the patterns of the past. This brings us to a crucial revelation. Emerging adulthood is an important period of self-actualization. Jeffrey Arnett, a psychology professor at Clark University, has observed the socioeconomic shifts that have reshaped the trajectory from adolescence to adulthood. He's thus introduced the concept of emerging adulthood, spanning from 18 to as late as 30 years old. This period reflects the altered milestones of our era, where the scarcity of entry-level jobs, extended educational demands, and the relaxed pace of entering matrimony have rewritten the script. Arnett, himself a late bloomer, recognizes the 20s as a profound phase of exploration, a rare chapter where individuals wield the freedom to traverse unfamiliar territories, redefine relationships, and experience a level of independence that may not come again. He posits that this elongated stage of emerging adulthood is cognitively enriching. Take, for instance, the idea of pausing one's education, opting for a gap year, whether before, during, or after college, can serve to keep the brain's plasticity active, bolstering its capacity to forge new neural pathways. This hiatus can sharpen independent thought, enable skill acquisition, and reinvigorate motivation. But this extended period of emerging adulthood is not a call to idle away time. Far from it. Embracing this phase means diving into tasks that challenge and engage the intellect. Consider the Mormon tradition, which urges young members to dedicate two years to missions, often causing them to graduate later than the usual college student. By the time they re-enter the academic or professional world, they are nearer to reaching their full cognitive potential, arguably better primed for adulthood's challenges. Embracing a delayed timeline for adulthood could arm more young individuals with the maturity, experience, and readiness to tackle life's forthcoming chapters with confidence and capability. It's an invitation for society to recognize and value the profound growth that occurs when we let our lives unfold at a more natural, personalized pace. Part 5. The Myth of Decline. Unveiling Continuous Cognitive Growth with Age. In the golden years of life, some may notice a curious trend, a misplaced key, a forgotten name, or a momentary lapse in judgment. It's all too easy to sigh and wonder, is this it? Have I peaked? Yet the narrative that our cognitive prowess dwindles irreversibly post-youth is far from accurate. Science tells us a story of burgeoning wisdom and creativity that comes with age, 
Here's a revelation. We develop new skills and uncover new strengths as we age. This epiphany was further cemented by scientists Laura Germin and Joshua Hartshorn in 2015. Their extensive study involving mind-bending online tests for nearly 50,000 individuals demonstrated that cognitive skills don't march to a unibeat rhythm. They peak at varying stages throughout life. Consider the swift reflexes of adolescence that give our teens their processing speed. Meanwhile, the agility of short-term memory enhances well into our mid-twenties, holding steady for a decade more. Surprisingly, deciphering complex patterns and discerning emotions thrive into our forties and fifties, and our reservoir of knowledge, our crystallized intelligence, doesn't hit its stride until the golden days of our sixties and seventies. Aging, then, is a dance of simultaneous cognitive gain and decline. This dance becomes vivid in the context of the Seattle Longitudinal Study, birthed in the 1950s and persistent in revealing our brain's remarkable plasticity. The study's current helmswoman, Sherry Willis, has observed that while certain faculties like mental velocity and memory might wane for air traffic controllers, their overall performance holds strong thanks to burgeoning spatial acumen and a calming increase in emotional regulation. Our adult brains, it appears, are underappreciated virtuosos. Far from stagnating, they're rewiring, shaping themselves with decades of experiences and lessons. Middle age, much maligned in popular sentiment, actually brings a crescendo of calmness, social dexterity, and lowered neuroticism. The late bloomers among us have every reason to cheer. With a dedication to health, lifelong learning, and a zest for the world's wonders, they can expect to encounter peaks not just once, but several times over the arc of their lives. Part 6. Reimagining the career arc for lifelong flourishing. Think back to those spirited dreams of your youth, a time when ambitions soared as high as the sky and the world was a grand stage for your career aspirations. Maybe you envisioned carving your name into the fabric of history, launching ventures, or touching lives across continents. But there's a stark reality many face. Traditional career trajectories don't often make room for such grand visions. Early on, we absorb a scripted narrative, pick a path, cling to it, ascend the ladder, and perhaps most debatably, retire at the socially prescribed age of 60. This script, though time-tested, is ripe for revision. It's time to address a pivotal message. We need a new career pathway that allows for continual blooming. Let's consider the status quo. In most workplaces, the reward system is a predictable progression through ranks and raises. Eventually, employees hit a ceiling where their potential to further climb or claim more significant pay dwindles. Companies grappling with budget constraints and the ambitions of younger contenders may push out those who've soared highest in what's cynically known as the up-and-out approach, especially prevalent in industries like law and accounting. It's an efficient system, but at what cost? Losing seasoned professionals with a wealth of expertise seems an egregious squandering of human resources. This is where the author calls for a paradigm shift. Picture a career not as a singular upward trajectory, but rather as a successive sequence of arcs. This reconfiguration embraces the concept that professional value doesn't expire post-peak. 
Imagine a future without a mandated retirement signpost, where salary hikes plateau and may even gently slope downward, where the hierarchical tapestry of titles gradually gives way to roles steeped in wisdom and mentorship. The consummate vice president transitioning into the role of a seasoned advisor. Adopting this arc mentality liberates us from the one-size-fits-all career model, celebrating the untapped potential in every individual's journey. It's an affirming acknowledgement that growth and contribution are not confined to a timeline. By reshaping the career narrative to honor an array of developmental arcs, we forge a society that nurtures continuous blooming at every stage of life. Part 7. Chart your course. Break away from expectations to find your true calling. Eric Wall's journey was neatly laid out before him. Excel in academics, attend a top-tier university, step into a lucrative career. It's a roadmap that generations have traveled, and for Eric, it initially paved the way to partnership in a thriving entertainment and speaking firm. But in the shadow of the 2008 economic collapse, when the demand for entertainment vanished like mist, so too did Eric's success and his adherence to that cultural blueprint. Amidst the ruins of his career, he chanced upon an insight that would reshape his life's trajectory. Separating ourselves from cultural influences can help us forge our own paths. Eric's reset button was art. Swapping briefcases for brushes, he mingled with artists, embracing their free-spirited approach to life. While he rode a steep learning curve, Eric ultimately found astonishing success as a performance painter, earning more than he had as a business professional. The overarching theme here is that our cultural environment, family, friends, society, molds our self-perception and ambitions. Eric's original determination to follow the tried-and-true professional formula reflected this, diverting him from what would eventually become his artistic calling. So, if you're feeling stifled, restrained from reaching your full bloom, it might be time to audit your cultural influences. Are they empowering you or holding you back? Confronting this can mean making tough choices, like distancing yourself from familial expectations that don't align with your authentic career aspirations. This is not a revolt against their love or dreams for you. It's an act of self-assertion, a commitment to carving out an identity and a future that belongs solely to you. True autonomy doesn't come easy, especially when it involves distancing from loved ones. Yet by taking a stand, by sifting through the deluge of cultural doctrines and expectations, we enable ourselves to truly thrive. And as we venture into the next part of this narrative, we'll delve deeper into how to untether from stifling cultural scripts to begin authoring a destiny that's uniquely yours. Part 8. Reinvention. The Late Bloomer's Secret to Unfurling Their Potential. Picture yourself tied to an identity that no longer fits, the high school persona that friends insist on rehashing well into adulthood. Just as Katie the band nerd might long to shed her outdated moniker, many of us crave a liberation from the versions of ourselves that have overstayed their welcome. This holds particularly true in professional environments, where late bloomers often feel cemented in roles that stifle their growth. This signals a vital truth. 
Late bloomers have to reinvent themselves to reach their full potential. Imagine a rose bush constrained by the confines of a small pot. To flourish, it must be transplanted into a larger space. Similarly, when late bloomers sense the walls closing in, it may be time to uproot and seek new surroundings. This might mean immersing yourself in a community that resonates with your aspirations, chasing a job that challenges you, or even relocating to new horizons. Such shifts can seem bold, even radical, but history is rife with the successes of those who dared to take the leap. Consider Kimberly Harrington, a creative soul trapped in the rigor of Los Angeles's advertising circles. Her yearning to write was stifled until she broke away, leaving the city's relentless pulse for the serene landscape of Vermont. In this rural retreat, surrounded by thinkers and activists, Kimberly's mind blossomed. The tranquility and divergence from the cutthroat industry norms gave her the creative breathing room she sought, culminating in her debut book at 50. Harrington's story proves that reinvention is more than possible. It can be transformative. Late bloomers are like rare seeds that require the right conditions to burgeon. Those who find the audacity to repot themselves, to step beyond the confining frameworks of the past, give themselves the best chance of unfolding into their truest, most potent selves. So, if you find yourself constrained by the expectations and personas that others have crafted for you, remember the power of renewal. Embrace the courage to forge a new identity, even if that means severing ties with the familiar. After all, the most vibrant blooms often emerge from the most unexpected changes. Final Summary In the grand tapestry of life's achievements, it's essential to remember that success doesn't adhere to a singular timeline. The luminous stories we've explored illuminate a powerful truth. Blooming later in life is not just okay. It's a path rich with insight and self-discovery. The route to realizing your dreams and unlocking your potential might be long and winding, but it's lined with opportunities to forge a substantial, resonant identity. Our final takeaway carries a liberating message. The world has room for late bloomers. Rather than lamenting a perceived lag behind others, consider the beauty of a journey paced by personal growth and revelations. With each step, you cross paths with diverse individuals, master new abilities, and adopt fresh perspectives that widen your worldview. Discard the corrosive concept of wasted potential and adopt an empowering narrative that honors the essence of your unique progression. Breaking the chains of fear and societal expectations can catalyze your individual flowering. As you pivot from convention, you engineer a life replete with novel chapters, original achievements, and the gratification that comes from blooming fully in accordance with your rhythm. Remember, the most extraordinary blooms are those that unfurl with authenticity and time. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode 
where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.